We want to thank you today for joining us at Truth Chapel's podcast. I pray this word would bring you life. I pray that it would edify you, encourage you, and enlighten you. If you have a moment, please subscribe and leave us a review. We will be so grateful. God bless, and let this word speak to your heart today. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I? You ever asked God that question? Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And then in verse 12, God replies, and he said, certainly I will be with you. Certainly you can rest and understand that I'm not leaving you alone, but I'm going with you. I just wonder in this house, is anybody in this house have ever had a promise from God? I want you to raise your hands. believe I have a word for you today holding on to the promise of God holding on to the promise of God would you just raise your hands and I pray that God would speak to us in this place Lord we thank you for showing up in this place already and I pray God that your face would continue to shine in this house I pray that your presence would continue to flow God I pray that you would speak to us and challenge us we don't want to leave this place the same way God but I pray God that you would renew our hearts and our minds touch us and speak to us in the place that we need you to speak to us I pray these things in Jesus name someone say in Jesus name amen you can be seated Holding on to the promise. When I asked in this place how many received the promise of God, I believe I saw every hand raised up because God has promised every one of us something. And it is God's will, I believe, that it's God's will for us to leave this place with victory, not just for now, but victory for tomorrow. In other words, the joy and the peace that we feel right now is not just for in this building, but it's for Monday and it's for Tuesday and it's for Thursday. I, I look forward to coming into the house of the Lord and experiencing the presence of God because in the house of God, there is a experience. In the house of God, I receive the strength that I need, but when I get home, I need more than a feeling in the house of God. On Monday morning, I need more than an emotion. I need somebody to hear me today. I enjoy all of this, but when I go to work on Tuesday, I need more than a feeling. But I need a promise from God that I can hold on to. A promise that God will be with me when I feel like I can't make it. A promise from God when that weary Monday comes or that trying Tuesday comes. A promise that I can hold on to. 
You see, Moses was a good man. I believe Moses was a great man. He was a nobody that became a somebody. And if it's okay, I'm just going to go slow a little bit, but I'm going to get somewhere. Moses was on the backside of the desert. He was in the heat. And the Bible says that a bush caught on fire. Moses is standing in the wilderness and a bush talks to him. You see, God is about to break out two million plus people out of bondage. God is about to pull one of the world's greatest jailbreaks. These people have been slaves for over 400 years and God is about to do something about it. He heard the cries of his people. But for God to pull this off, he needed a dedicated soul that will not just listen to his voice, but will take him at his word. God needed a man that would not only listen to his voice, but hold on to the promise that God gave him. God wants Moses to go to Egypt and become the negotiator to set the people free. And Moses understands that this is not an easy task. He understands Egypt. He understands the protocol of Egypt. At that time, Egypt was the reigning power of the world. They had all the manpower, the ability to take on anybody. Kings and ambassadors would come to Pharaoh and from various places and they would present treasures and hope that their petitions would be granted. But this man Moses talked to a bush. <laughs> you need to always keep your ear to the voice of God because you never know when God's going to speak. And you never know how God is going to speak. And Moses begins to talk to a bush. Sounds a little crazy, does it not? The bush said to go to Egypt, for I'm going to deliver my people. Moses understood that he does not have what it takes to get the people out by himself. He does not have the weapons. He does not have an army. Actually, Moses had a speech problem. God how am I going to get them out? God, I don't have an army. God, I don't have the manpower. Moses, you don't have an army. You don't have all the, all the horses, but you do have God. God is about to give Moses the only armor that he will ever need, not just for this circumstance, but God's going to give him an armor that he can use for his whole ministry. You ready for this? God says, Moses, I will be with you. And you can stand on this promise. You can stand on the promise right now that I'm not sending you out on your own. I'm not sending you to the storm by yourself. But Moses, I'm going to be with you. And you can stand on that promise. You see, God armed Moses with the only thing that he would need, not just for Pharaoh, 
but forever for his entire ministry. His power would not be in that stick. I know we preach about how he raised the stick and how water came from the rock from that staff, but his power would not be in that stick. His power would not be in the ability that Moses had, but his power would only come from one thing. God was armoring him with one thing, and that is Moses, I will be with you. You see, I want to preach to someone today that you feel like you're all by yourself, but God is saying, I'm with you. I want to preach to someone that said, but I can't do it on my own. God is with you. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but God will be with you. Because God promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I stick closer than a... You see, Moses walks up to Pharaoh... All he has is some sandals and a stick. No entourage. No army. No chariots. Pharaoh, I have a request. There's something I need from you. Maybe just a little favor. Moses, what do you want? I want you to free the two million Israelites. Now, I want you to try to imagine the way that Pharaoh felt in that moment. These were Jews working for him. And I want to remind you, they weren't just working for him. They were free labor. They were free labor. He has no reason to want to grant this request. But this man, Moses, came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. He may even come off as he has some mental problems. I'm not trying to be mean, but you tell me how you would feel if a man comes up to you and says, I was speaking to a bush and it told me to come talk to you. Can you repeat yourself again? How many fingers am I holding up? Yeah, I, I spoke to a bush. The bush told me then I need to come talk to you. And you immediately begin to think, how high does the elevator go in this man? <laughs> the bush said that he wants you to free these two million Israelites. That's what it said. Moses came. He didn't have an army. He only had himself. And he said, listen, this is what God wanted me to say. But the truth is, Moses did not need an army. I need somebody to hear me today. Moses didn't need all the horses or the chariots, but Moses had the only thing that he needed. Uh, he didn't even need a stick in his hand. Uh, all he needed was the idea and the understanding that God was going with him. All he needed is to know that I will be with you, Moses. You see, when God's with you, you can stand in front of any of them. When God is with you, who then can be against you? Moses, I will be with you. He didn't have anybody else. There's Moses. And so Moses walked up. He had an understanding and a promise from God that I will be with you. I will go before you. I will protect you. I will be with you. Moses didn't have to go to the altar and say, okay, God, can you confirm that word? See, I'm preaching right now. 
Joseph, uh, uh, Moses didn't have to linger at the altar and say, God, I know what you said and I heard it, but can you send 10 people to me or somebody? Can you let somebody come to me? I, I'm preaching to somebody right now because you've been promised some things in your life. Uh, and instead of holding on to the promise, you're saying, God, uh, can you let somebody else tell me that? Oh, God, can you let the pastor call me today? Because I need a word. God already gave you a word. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you. Yeah, doubting comes. The promises of God. How many times have we doubted the promises of God? Some of you have put so much faith in the word from somebody else at an altar that you failed to listen to the only voice that is speaking to you. Moses didn't have an army. He didn't have a mentor to come and say, yep, God said he's going to be with you, but I want to let you know that he really meant it. No, he didn't have all that. All he had was himself and a promise that God gave him. And Moses went to Pharaoh and said, I need you to let the people go. Yeah, because he was armored with a promise. I want to know how many in this room is armored with a promise. Moses turns around and looks at Pharaoh. The bush said, let my people go. A bush told you that, yeah? Does that bush have a name? Matter of fact, it does. The bush said to tell you the I am, that I am sent me. You see, that's all you need in this room. You don't need another word at the altar. You just need to hold the promise and understand the I am sent me. The I am that I am promised me. Yeah. Yeah, this wasn't just any bush. Uh, this was the I am that I am. Yeah. See, I wish we could get to the place where we could find comfort in knowing that God is with us. Yeah, I know this is simple. But you need to hear it. I wish we could get into the place in our lives when we would have comfort in just knowing that God is with us. That God is not going to leave us. You say, I know that. Then why are you stressing so much on the same old problems and the same old things that you're going through? Why are you praying, oh, God, send somebody to confirm a word in me when God already told you, you ain't by yourself. I said, you ain't by yourself. For God is with you. The truth is we don't need any more theology. We don't need 10 more people to come up to us at the altar and try to confirm what God has already told us. You just need to stand on the promise that God has already given you. You need to stand on the promise that God said, I will never leave you. I wish somebody could hear the word of God today. Because you need to stand on the promise when you see no way out. You got to stand on the promise when you feel like you lost your children. You need to stand on the promise when you don't see the money in the bank. You need to stand on the promise of God. 
The good times, the bad times. You see, when God makes promises, it's coming from the efficient one. When God said, I will be with you, it's coming from the all-eternal one. When God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, it's coming from the God that has never lied to you. The God that formed you. The God that created you. That is all I need. The God that knows my future. Yeah. Listen, I believe in ministry. I am in ministry. I believe in the man of God. I love my pastor and I believe the word that he brings across this pulpit each and every week. But I'm here to tell you, you don't always need another word from the man of God. You just need to stand on what God has already told you. Yeah. See, God told Moses, he said, you tell them that I sent you. God, is there anything else that I need to say? No, that's all you need to say. You tell them the I am sent you. Is there anybody else going with me, God? Yes, I will go with you. You see, I don't know if you realize the deeper you get into, uh, the deeper you get into a relationship with God, the crowd around you gets smaller. <laughs> Y'all ever notice that? <laughs> Yeah, when you decide to, de to really d dive deep into uh, your ministry or the dive deep into a relationship with God, you start looking around and realize that it may only be you and God, uh, but maybe that's what God wants. Uh, God doesn't need all the distractions around you, uh, but maybe God just wants you in him. God said, I will be there. I will be there. Yeah. Some of you heard the voice of God. You've heard God promise you some things. But because life is not what you thought it would be, you're praying for a new revelation. I need somebody to hear me today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but... See, you got a promise from God, but because it ain't what you thought, you're wanting a new revelation. You got a promise from God, but because life ain't going the way you thought it would go, you're asking God, uh, can I have a new dream? You don't need a new revelation. You don't need a new dream. You don't need a new vision. You already got what you need. You just need to stand on the promise that God told you in the backside of the desert, Moses. Stand on the promise of God. Yeah. How many knows he's still the God of the bush? He's still Jehovah Jireh. He's still the eternal one. You just got to hold on to the promise. Hold on to the promise. You see, when we all leave this place today, the lights will be turned out. and Many of us will go home to rest and all the emotion will be gone. And when I'm all alone by myself in my home and the waves of life start to come against me, you know what I need? I just need the promise of God. All I need is the promise of God. All, all I need to know is that God is still with me. The God that is here today is the God that is still with me at home. The emotions I feel here today uh, and the emotions you felt when God gave you the promise uh, may not be there tomorrow, but the promise is still there. That's why you got to be careful about just being emotional uh, all the time uh, because it feels good to feel the emotions and the chills uh, come down your back when you get the promise. Uh, but when you're in the backside of the desert uh, all by yourself, the emotions are going to leave, uh, but the promise is still there. 
the promise is still there. That's why you can't hold on to your emotions, but you got to hold on to the promise. I'm preaching right now. That's why you can't always hold on to your feeling, but you got to hold on to the promise. You see, Paul steps up. This is good right here. Paul steps up and he says this. In 2 Corinthians, help me out here. I don't know if I gave this to you. 2 Corinthians in uh, chapter 1 and verse 19, Paul said this. He said, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among among you by us, even by me. And, and uh, here we go. Somebody help me out now. Yeah, yeah. And t- Timotheus, <laughs> why, why not, was not yea and nay, but in him yea? For the promises of God, in verse 20, are in him yea and in him what? Not yea and nay, but yea and You see, when God gives you a promise, and everybody raised their hand in this room and said God gave you a promise, so I need you to listen to me today. He does not say yes on the promise and then later say no. Y'all, y'all, are y'all with me? Can I, can I, can I do a, a, a CC comment here? A Pastor Chavis? Uh, ain't nobody going to talk to the preacher now. Somehow pastor's still in the house. You see, when God gives a promise, he does not say yes, and then by your actions later say, you know what, I made a mistake and the promise is gone. But when God gives a promise, uh, he says, yes, and then he says, amen. You see, hold on a second here. Y'all, y'all are getting it now. You see, uh, 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 some of you husbands maybe understand, or the wives really understand it. When, when your husband says, yes, I'm going to take out the trash, I promise you, and you come home and the trash has not been taken out. Uh, you kind of have that feeling going, yeah, I've had some promises in my life uh, that have been broken, uh, but that's not your God. Your husband might have broke the promise, but not your God, uh, because when God says, uh, this is your promise, uh, this is is what I'm going to do. God says yes, and then he stamps it with an amen. Yeah. You see, Revelations chapter 3 and 14, the Lord Jesus is called an amen. Are you ready for this? This is good right here. The word means true, faithful, certain, and the expression here means that all the promises of God are promises which are confirmed, established, and shall by no means fail. So when God gives me a promise, he not only says yes, but then he enforces it with an amen. When God gives me a promise, he not only says yes, but then he says it shall be done. You see, when God gives me a promise, he says yes, then he jumps in my future and performs the task. Because the promises of God are not yea and nay, but yea and it shall be finished. Oh, that's powerful right there. The promises of God are yes, and it's already done. The promises of God are yes, and it is established. You can't see it, but God is in your future dancing around saying, I see it. It's not yes and no, it's yes and amen. Yes and amen. Somebody needs to hear the word of God right now. 
because you think because maybe you messed up, the promise is over. The promise is not over. You think because you, you've done something wrong that the promise is gone. No, the promise is not. You think because you haven't seen the promise yet uh, that it's left you. No, when God gave the promise, uh, he said yes uh, and amen. It's done. It's set. It's forever. Look at your neighbor and say, hold on to the promise. Hold on to the promise. But I haven't seen it yet. Hold on to the promise. It's coming, baby. I said, hold on to the promise. It's coming. But I don't know when it's coming. You don't need to know when. Just hold on to it, Moses. God wants you to hold on to the promise. For the promises of God are yes and amen. It's finished. It's done. Moses goes to Pharaoh. God said, let my people go. And we understand the story. We, we jump ahead. We understand. We, we know the story. We've heard it preached a million times. God gets his people out. God brought his people out of 400 years of bondage. God delivered them from Egypt. And they made their way to the promised land. But you know what's crazy, Brother Brian? It took them 40 years to make a trip that should have only taken them 11 days. The promise was only 11 days away. God brought them out of slavery to get them to the promise, but they ended up just making laps around Mount Sinai. They kept wandering around the wilderness, doubting God. Some of them dropped the promise right when they got out. They didn't remember that God's promises are yes and amen. Some of them even came up and said, I would rather be a slave than to be free because they dropped the promise. You better hold on to the promise. Life may not always be easy, but the promise is still true. The promise is still real. Yeah. You see, the promise is not the problem. That's not the problem. We let go of the promise, but the promise is not the problem. We keep walking around the same old mountains, struggling with the same old struggles, can I tell you today that God did not deliver you to wander around the same wilderness that you've wandered around? But God gave you a promise to step into the promised land. He didn't deliver you so you could step uh, 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 into the wilderness and stay there for 40 years for a trip that only supposed to take them 11 days. You know why? Because his promises are yes and amen. You see, we read they started complaining. All they needed was a promise. That's all they needed. They had the promise. The promised land is there. But they started complaining. Some of them said, I'd rather be a slave. And back in Egypt, we read the story and wonder, what are you thinking? Has anybody read that story and go, what are you thinking? You've been enslaved. You've been a slave for 400 years. And you're saying you'd rather go back to that just for a little bit of adversity? See, it's funny that we say that because we put ourselves in the same situations day after day. How many times have God brought you out of something and it didn't go the way that you thought it would go and you too forgot the promise? You see, when we read the Bible, it's easy for us to jump to the end of the story because we know the end. But you don't know your end, but he knows your end. And when he gave the promise, he said, it's done. It's finished. Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, hold on to the promise. 
Yeah, because I feel like many times we can relate to the Israelites because we go from emotion to emotion sometimes. <laughs> we go from crisis to crisis sometimes. Uh, but we can't seem to get the victory on Monday because we can't seem to understand that we've got to hold on to the promise. Don't you forget on Monday what God promised you on Sunday. Uh, I need somebody to hear me today. Uh, don't you forget on Tuesday what God promised you, Moses, uh, in the backside of the desert. Uh, if God said it, then you hold on to that promise. Uh, Mama, you hear me. You've been praying for that child for a long time. Hold on to the promise. You've been waiting for that healing. Hold on to the promise. Hold on to the promise of God. For the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and amen. See, it amazes me. I've been a youth pastor. It's been coming up on 10 years. Can you believe it? I've been dealing with your heathen kids for 10 years. <laughs> not, not mainly just Jordan Jet, but you know. I'm just kidding. You know, I've had many young people come up and say, but you know, when I'm going to school, I just can't feel God sometimes. I just don't feel him. Can you give me a scripture where it says that I've got to feel God to pray? Where is that at? But I don't feel him. Can you give me a scripture that says the only way you're going to get out of your, the only way you're going to get your victory is if you feel him? Uh-uh. Uh, there's going to be some times in your life you're not going to feel God. Uh, you're not going to have emotion. Uh, you see, in my mind, I can see Moses in the wilderness and the chills are coming down his back because he's talking to a burning bush. And I can just see that God saying, I'm going to use you. And he never thought he would be used ever in his life because of his problems and his circumstances. But there he is. God is about to use him. And all the emotions, I'm sure, was there. Every hair on his neck began to stand up. But I guarantee you, when he stood in front of Pharaoh, there was no feeling. Because he didn't need a feeling. He just needed to know that the promise was still there. You need to not worry about the feeling on Monday. Just know that God is still there. And even if I can't see him or feel him, I know that the promise is still there. Yeah, because... We walk by faith and not by. You see, I feel like because I'm the preacher and I'm the youth pastor, I feel like our young people look and just think I jump from mountaintop to mountaintop. I just skip those valleys. Who wants to go to a valley when you can just leap over? I'm, my man here is like seven foot tall, bro. You could probably jump from mountain to mountain. No, 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 no. That's not the case. The truth is, is there are many days and there are weeks I don't hear from the Lord. And there are many dry times in my life that I don't understand. You hear me, young person. I don't understand why I'm going through what I'm going through. But I just hold on to the promise. I just said, God, you said you would never leave me. God, you said you were going to be there. So I'm just going to hold on to the promise. Even when I don't feel him, I got to hold on to the promise. You got to hold on to the promise. You see, your faith does not take root when your emotions are high. 
I need you to hear me. You think you're coming on Sunday and your faith is getting deep down in the ground on an emotional Sunday. That is not true. But your faith starts to get rooted into the ground when everything is not perfect. And that weary Monday comes and you still can say, I still believe what God said. I may not see it. Your faith starts to go down into the ground when you said, I don't know what God is doing, but he did promise me. I don't see the end, but God knows the end. Because his promises are yea and amen. amen. Yes, and it's finished. Is that not, am I the only one that thinks that's good? Yes, and it's established. Yes. Moses became a hero to a zero in just a couple chapters. They were all singing praises because he got them out. He got them out of bondage. They were singing his praises. The Lord gave them favor, but then they started walking in the wilderness. Things begin to get uncomfortable. The emotional high dried up. See, you're going to leave this place, and the emotional high is going to dry up. And real life is going to hit you. And they're walking through the wilderness, and everyone that was now singing his praises are now against him. Can I preach to somebody today, before you see the promise, you may have to go through a wilderness experience. You see, there was no Canaan without the wilderness. They had a wilderness experience before they saw what God had for them. That's why it's important for you to hold on to the promise. Because when you get through the wilderness, the promise is there. I need somebody to hear me. I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but... You have forgotten the promise that God gave you years ago because it hasn't come forth yet. But I'm here to tell you the promise is still real. I said the promise is still, even in the wilderness, the promise is still real. Someone say amen. You see, they walked up to a Red Sea. Y'all know the story. What got them through the Red Sea? I, I I just wonder what when I was reading, what made them get through the Red Sea, Jacob? What 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 got them when they walked up? You want to say, well, Moses raised his staff. No. Did you read that Moses fell down on his face and begin to call out to God and said, God, we need you right now. You know what got them through the wilderness? It was a promise that God said, I already told you I would be with you. It was the promise that they walked through the, dry, through the land dry. It was the promise of God that they got water through that rock. It was the promise of God that manna came. Even in the wilderness, God is, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. The promise. Moses, I gave you a promise. I'm going to preach to somebody today. Talk to somebody to today. God gave you a promise and it's still real. And it is not. You just need to hold on to that promise. I, I was going to go a different way and I felt like God led me back to this. And I, I don't know who it is. Maybe I'm only speaking to a couple people in this room. But you need to hold on to the promise because God's promises are not yes and then no. But his promises are yes and amen. Moses, I gave you a promise. The promise is as powerful as it's ever been. Even though you're standing in front of the Red Sea and you don't know which way you're going to go. The promise is still 
real. I feel like I'm speaking to somebody that you feel like you're standing in front of a Red Sea and you don't know which way to go. I'm here to tell you the promise is still real. If God said it, it's already established. If God said it, it's finished. You see, we talk about David and Goliath. And let me ask you a question. How did David kill that giant? See, you want to jump and say, well, he got five smooth stones. And that's how he killed the giant. He, he, he killed the giant because, you know, he went and had a sling and he practiced. And he killed the giant. You know why he killed the giant? Because he got practiced with a lion and a bear, right? And God was building him up. You know what I think helped him kill the giant was the promise. You see, some of y'all, and when, even when I read it, I go, how is the man so brave to just walk in there and just say, I'll take on this man? You say, well, he killed a lion and a bear, but okay. That's what you want to go with, you can, but I still, how brave was he? You know why? Because there was a promise given to him. You know, there was a uh, old man that showed up in the house of Jesse. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about now. What did that old man say? I'm here to anoint a king. Yeah. Oh, let's go get him. David came in from out. And the, the anointing, the oil poured down upon him. Thus saith the Lord, you are going to be the king of Israel. Now let's fast forward. David is standing in front of Goliath. You tell me why he was so brave. Because he wasn't king yet. How is the giant going to kill David when the promise is he's going to be king? So David walked up there and said, I ain't dying today. I may get knocked down, but I ain't going to die because the next king is right here. And God said it. And if God said it, he's already in the future seeing me sitting on the throne. He already knows I'm there. And if God said it, I don't care what giant comes against me. I, I don't care what adversary comes against me. If God said it, uh, it's coming to pass. Uh, so I'm going to stand in the wilderness uh, and I'm going to take every blow that I can get. I'm going to do everything that I can do. Because I know the promise still stands. Great is his faithfulness. You see, how did... Joseph had a dream. How did, how did he get to the dream? How did he get through the pit? The promise. How did he get through Potiphar's house? The promise. I can't die in this pit because I had a dream. I know what's going to happen. The dream didn't end here. No, 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 no. How did he get through being in jail? The promise. You see, I need somebody to hear me today the only way you're going to get through life is understanding the promises of God 
and you don't need 10 more people up here laying hands on you and telling you another word. You just need to remember the word that God gave you. And some of you in this room are going back when you were on your knees praying all by yourself and God gave you a promise. And you're saying, but I haven't seen it yet, but I'm here to tell you the promise is still coming. The promise still stands. Don't you let go of the promise for the promises of God are yes and amen. Stand with me today. A doctor came out one time and he said he believes that in the Bible there are 30,000 promises from God. 30,000 promises for you. He said he promised he would deliver us from our enemies. He promised he would fight for us. He promised he would protect us. He promised he would never leave us nor forsake us. He promised to love us. He promised that he would, if we would receive him, he would fill us. He promised us grace. He promised us mercy. He promised us that when we call upon him, he will hear us. He promised if two or three would gather in his name, he is already in the midst. He said, by his stripes, we are. He promised that he would bring justice for the elect. He promised no weapon formed against me shall prosper. He promised he would stick closer than a brother. He promised to be our comforter. He promised that he would not give us more than we can. And then, you ready for this? Isaiah steps in. Help me out. Uh, whoever's on the brother... Uh, Gary, if you can help me out, Isaiah 55 and 11. Isaiah says this. He says, so, or in Isaiah, it says, So my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. You see, when God's word, when God says a word, it cannot return void because God cannot lie. And so if God said it, then it's going to happen. If God said it, then it's going to come to pass. You know, I'm going to say this, and this is the last thing. God told Abraham, he said, Abraham, I'm going to make a covenant with you. Neighbor said, okay, you're going to make a covenant. He said, and because I can't find nobody greater than myself. God swore on his own name that he was going to bless Abraham. He said, I can't find anybody greater than myself. I will swear on Because when God gives a promise, he enforces it with his own presence. God Almighty. I said, when God gives a promise, he enforces it with his own presence because the promises of God are yea and amen. I want every hand in this place raised. Come on, will someone begin to type? We want to thank you again for joining us on the Truth Chapel podcast. May you have a blessed day and walk in the favor of the Lord.